Pat Williams Henry, and today we're going to pull a topic from our shit list, or we're going to combine a couple of topics from our shit list. Let's get into facing pride. Um, with the facing pride, there's been some conversation going around on social media regarding if men should pay for everything. So I've listened to a couple of podcasts. Um, I've seen some posts. This is a topic that I can say I probably have an unpopular opinion on, but that seems to be the consensus for me. Um, So let's get into it. So to start, should men or should men pay for everything? I would say no. Um, And I say no, not because we should not hold men accountable. I'm saying no because when this rule or this idea came about, times were extremely different. So... If you're going to be a modern female, um, a modern person, and you work, and you're capable of working, and you're able-bodied, um, No, a man should not necessarily pay for everything. If your man, if your man makes, I don't know, um, a considerable amount of money more than you, and he can afford to pay for everything, great. And he chooses to pay for the majority of things, great. That works. However, um, this is where... I'm going to say my unpopular opinion is going to rear its little head. I don't think that boyfriend-girlfriend living together, living apart, that the man should pay for everything. I think that you should be able to pay for or share things. I'm a 50-50 kind of girl. And when I say 50-50, I don't mean that me and my husband split everything down the middle. Because we don't. And honestly, he probably pays for a considerable amount of things. However, I have an income. I have a couple sources of income. I am quite capable. I am logical. I know that this is not the 1950s. This is not the time where men automatically make more than women just on gender. So this is not a, a situation where I'm being unreasonable. Do I believe I am the prize? Yes, I do. I am the prize. But 
I do have the common sense and respect for and love for my partner that makes me want to contribute to the household. If my husband were to be a a billionaire and I'm a thousandaire, I'm going to allow him to pay for the bulk of everything. However, if I do nothing else but buy groceries, I'm going to contribute. That wouldn't be a 50-50 situation um, because we would be living a lifestyle that would not allow me to be a 50-50 partner. If you're living like the bulk of Americans, the bulk of people, and you're equally yoked, (laughs) I'm going to say, if you're equally yoked, then you both probably make within one to two times salary of the other. So if you're, I had this conversation with um, actually a younger gentleman about the 50-50 or the, what happens when the female, and this is a heterosexual male, so what happens when your wife makes more than you make? How does that affect the dynamics of the relationship? How does that change everything with household duties and chores? Because historically, and I won't even say historically, today, the majority of males believe that the female in the relationship should cook, she should clean, she should be hands-on with the children, and provide this comforting life and household. Great. That's, that's, you know, if you can do that, that's absolutely wonderful. However, most of us are not superwomen. Have we put or allowed this scenario, this dynamic to continue in a day and age where it shouldn't? Yes, we have. I'm guilty. I try to cook almost every day. There are days when I am absolutely tired. I have given up. I have nothing left. And my husband expects a meal. I try to communicate in advance. That is not happening. I usually just say, hey, can you hit a drive-thru? Hey, (laughs) I can't do it today. Is he always receptive to that? No. Um, We're we're also approaching a new dynamic um, with that um, where we don't have any young children that require me to prepare food every day. Now, does that mean he's going to have to adjust? We're going to have to revisit what we've built? Yes. Um, I'm going to say 
a few years back when the children were still in the house, I had a conversation with someone who is religious, um, someone who believes in the male-run head of the household. Fine, I don't have a problem with that. My question at this time was, what happens when the man is the head of the household and all of a sudden the woman is now the breadwinner? What happens? Is he still wholeheartedly leading the household? Is she still expected to be completely um, submissive? And I mean submissive in that manner where she comes in from work, she's cooking, she's cleaning, she's washing, she's providing, she's doing homework, and he gets to come in and everyone in the house is just grateful that he is there. Now, I'm not delusional, and I do understand that in the grand scheme of provide, protect aspect of the relationship. And I'm gonna use me as a scenario, not necessarily this is a scenario that I've been in, but I'm just gonna use me. If I get a flat tire, I sure I can call AAA, but I guarantee you the first person I'm going to call is my husband. And I'm going to allow him in that scenario to lead. Um, if the grass needs to be cut, I'm not going outside and cut grass. That is definitely not my job. That is definitely not a role that I'm willing to put my, those shoes on and lace them up. No, I'm not. It's a rare occasion when I take out the trash because there are some things that just don't sit well for me. Um, but again, I, I enjoy doing laundry. Hell, I enjoy cooking. Cooking is a stress relief for me, so I don't mind doing it. But there are days when I'm tired. And I would give that same courtesy to my husband if it's time for the grass to be mode and he doesn't feel like it he's ill guess what i may not go out there and cut the grass but i will find somebody and pay them to come and cut the grass um so i don't believe that men males the masculine in the relationship should be responsible for paying for everything in the grand scheme of a marriage yes the bulk of things maybe and that's again based on income based on where you are in your life that requires communication and the one topic that people tend to never address is finances at this point I believe <laughs> you should not be able to get married until you take a financial education course, lecture, visit with a financial advisor, something to that effect. Um, I also believe that you should have to have therapy. There should be at least a requirement for 
maybe about five therapy sessions. So that's where I stand on the marriage thing. Now let's get into this current level of BS. So all of these items that I've seen on the Internet um, were geared towards the man should be prepared to pay for the female's bills. We don't live together. You have your own place. You have your own job. You have your own life. This may be your boyfriend. You may just be dating. When do we get to the point where my rent is your responsibility because you're spending time with me? Do I believe that my time is valuable? Absolutely. Do I believe that if you are capable of doing something nice for me, if you're capable of saying, hey, you know, I see, and this is in a, this is in a committed relationship, not just a dating aspect. If you see that I'm working and I'm working hard and I'm, I'm paying my bills and I'm making it happen and you love me enough to say, hey, let me go ahead and write this rent check because I don't, I got a bonus. I have some extra money. I'm balling and I can do this. This is how I'm going to show that I love and appreciate this person. Great. Now, women, I... <laughs> We will go and buy a shirt, an outfit, a dinner, and then we expect a $3,000 rent check to be paid by someone who's making the exact same amount of money as you. I was watching um, a video, and I'm sure all of you have seen these videos where these young ladies are being asked about the perfect man. So one of the perfect men scenarios, it was, okay, this gentleman is a 10. This guy is a 10. And he has an Android phone. And they were like, oh, no, now, now he's like a 3. Now you don't want to spend time with him. I'm sorry. That is absolutely insane why would you not want to talk to the absolute perfect man because he's not addicted to the same things that you are he doesn't give that level of value to a smartphone I I am guilty and it's probably why this stood out to me I am an Android lover, and I will keep my Android, and I don't care what you say. And it's not that I have an Android because I cannot afford the smartphone. I'm not led by the status quo. I don't care. If you don't like seeing my messages, if you don't want to see my messages because they're not the same color of the bubble, the blue bubble that you expect, okay, block me. But I, I'm just getting tired of everyone wanting to be in relationships, wanting to be happy, 
and having all of these stigmas and criterias that are keeping them from being happy. Get to know someone. If you're married and you are the breadwinner, if you are the bread maker, if you are the I don't know, the, the pampered princess, great. Something that Ply said um, in one of his videos that really stuck with me was, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember exactly, but it was something pertaining to wanting you and needing you. I can want you, you, but if I don't need you, and I don't mean need in the aspect of I need you financially, because people are out here putting up with absolute insanity to be taken care of. Just go get a job. <laughs> Live in your means. Stop worrying about the Joneses. Stop worrying about your friends. Stop worrying about people who you don't really care about. I will... not be mistreated for you to take care of me. Now, Ply said if if he needs you, and when I say need, it's because you bring value. You are comforting. You are a soft place to land. You care about me. You provide me with something that I need to thrive in this life. If I need you, then you are of value to me. And if I value you as a person, I'm going to nurture and protect that relationship. If you're just a pretty face, a cute shape, a sexy body, a nice car, a nice apartment, I don't need you. I like you. And with all things that we like, that will get old. That will go by the wayside. That will no longer be a value. I like donuts. I'm not going to eat donuts every day for the rest of my life because that's not providing value. That's not, I don't need a donut. I like a donut. I need water. Do I like water? Yeah. When I'm thirsty, yes. <laughs> Do I know that I need that water and I'm going to need it every single day just like I need this oxygen? Yes. Is it pretty? No. Oxygen is not pretty. Water is, well, a body of water is beautiful. Water in my glass, unless it's a hot day, it's not like, oh my God, that's the best glass of water I've ever seen. But I'm, when I need you, I need you to be there. Every time I need to take a breath, I want oxygen to be there. So now, let me get back over to um, the wrap-up. Let me just go. This works both ways. A closed mouth does not get fed. So if you're out here and you're faking it, you're at all of the events and functions and you're smiling and you're made up and you're pretty and you have 
a dollar and six bags of noodles at the house and you don't know how you're going to get to work the next day, stop and be what you need first. And I'm going to use the airplane analogy. If you don't put your face mask on first, you can't help the next person. So take care of you. Be what you need. Be what you like. Be what you value. And the rest will follow suit. I am your host, Pat Williams-Henry. Thank you for coming back to Face Your Shit, the podcast. Please reach out, comment, send questions, send topics. Like us on all socials. Listen. Um, we also have snippets up on YouTube. Follow us on socials and visit our webpage. Thank you, and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Keep facing that shit. <laughs>